0: I've been listening to Bach's and Matthew's Passion all week in the lead-up to Easter, and so sort of running in the background as I'm talking to you now. In this episode, I want to encourage us to take time during this season to be refreshed by God in spending time with God in His Word and in prayer. Life for many of us has incre- an increased pace right now as we're scrambling to make changes at work, uh, with grocery shopping, planning household budgets, looking after our children. Stress levels are increasing at more than ever. We need these precious times with God. And as the days come, we'll also see that we have perhaps some extra pockets of time. Maybe not yet, but in the coming weeks we will as extra activities are shut down and we're spending more time at home. There are going to be new times to fill. And I want to encourage us to take time to be refreshed by God and with God. And I want to give us now a taste of how good it is to be refreshed by God by by turning to Psalm 23 with you. So this Psalm of David reads, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Flowing through this psalm, Psalm 23, is this intimate interaction between the Lord and his people. And the constancy of his shepherding through all the paths of life. So David begins, the Lord is my shepherd. Our Lord is God's personal name that he allows his own people to use and to call him by. The Lord is my shepherd. God is not distant. No, he's overseeing us like a shepherd, up close and personal. Notice how David doesn't say the Lord might be or one day could be. No, he is my shepherd. Verse 1 again, and I lack nothing. So the shepherd knows his sheep, he loves them, and he's able to provide, protect, and guide. Verses 2 and 3, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. It's a beautiful image, isn't it, of green pastures and, and a quiet, still water path, yeah? That the shepherd takes us into these green fields and safe waters. He's providing for our soul. He refreshes us. God knows our life needs that kind of uh, reviving. Just as our bodies need water and food, so our soul needs refreshment. And in verses 3 and 4, there, there is what, what seems to be a, at first a disjunction. On the one hand, the shepherd guides me along the right paths, but within in verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, David says that those who trust the Lord are not exempt from that darkest valley valley where we don't receive a free detour. No, far from it. Even though we walk through that darkest valley, or some translations put it the shadow of death, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? David says, for the shepherd is with us. God is with us even in the darkest moments. Even death cannot separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So God's presence and the rod and staff, they were the shepherd's tools to protect the sheep and to lead the sheep. God comforts us. It's wonderful reassurance, isn't it? We don't have to walk through those times alone. We don't have to journey through the darkest times alone. He will see us through. If you think about it, if God is not there, or if God is not with us, or if God is not for us, we should be fearing evil. How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to defeat it on our own? Now, equally uh, wonderful, though, is where this psalm finishes. Death doesn't win. We don't end up in this endless, shadowy valley. That doesn't end there. No, the Lord our shepherd will take us through to the other side. So the psalm finishes in verses 5 and 6. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The language being used here is that of a covenant of a never-ending guarantee by God of being with him and enjoying him in his presence forever. Over the next two Sundays at Mentone Baptist Church, we're going to be reading about that darkest of nights in the Garden of Gethsemane and about the cross and the darkness that covered the land during those hours when Jesus was crucified. Because the Lord Jesus, you see, went through death for us that we might be forgiven and given the hope of eternal life. It's one of the the great comforts that the Christian message offers us. Hope of life through death. And it's a hope not given to the particularly righteous and all the religiously observant people, but to those who have wandered off from God. Listen to the words of Jesus in John chapter 10. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as... The Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. Take a few minutes today. Can I encourage you to do that? To to meditate on Psalm 23. This is not only a beautiful poem, but it speaks of the relationship we can enjoy with God and the confidence we can have in Him through trusting the Good Shepherd. Psalm 23 is a wonderful image of God who does exist. He is the God that we need today. He is the God we can rely on to refresh us, comfort us, lead us and grant us the happy end that we're ultimately hoping for.